And Mark, as you were talking about uh, Thanksgiving, there was a thought that ran through my mind about taking a sledgehammer to an Xbox. Can I get a witness? <laughs> Just wanted to take a sledgehammer to the Xbox. You're talking about all these wonderful things, and I'm thinking, oh, Mark, yes, yes, but I sure would have loved to take a sledgehammer to that Xbox. So how's everybody today? You've been asked that several times. Are you being for real? Are you really doing great? You had a great week. You had a great Thanksgiving. You had a few days off, and hopefully you spent it with family. And did you, Who built a fire? Anybody build a fire? Good grief. None of y'all built, I mean, just a couple of you built a fire? Okay, who, who didn't have a fireplace? Let me ask that question. Okay, I'm going to quit. Y'all are not into it. I'm just going to stop. Move on. <laughs> You're not answering the questions, let's just get after it. Uh, Ephesians, if you have your Bible, open to Ephesians chapter 1, the same uh, text that uh, Clayton read so eloquently uh, today. Um, last year, uh, those of you that were here last year, if you remember, uh, the Lord impressed upon me uh, that, uh, that we needed to have a time of, of testimony among our people. Well, guess what God did this year? The exact same thing. So here in just a few minutes, I'm going to expound on Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23, just for a few minutes. And then I'm going to give you an opportunity to testify to the goodness of God. You've been singing about it all morning, and I really want to hear from your voices, from your hearts, the blessings that God has showered upon you this year. Because I could sit up here and talk about them for, for an hour, uh, and, I, and I will give you some testimony at the end of this, but... So, so I just want you to think, we'll have a couple of, we'll have a couple, I think I'll get Logan and maybe Micah, can you handle a microphone, son, with, with one arm? Yes, say yes, dad. Okay, all, all, you don't have to say anything, all you've got to do is carry the microphone around, son. Okay, all right. <laughs> this is trial by shock today, amen? Okay. So, I want you to be thinking, and, I, and I, want you to, I want you to take this seriously, think about how God has been good to you this year. Now, now, last year, somebody poked a little fun at me and said, you know, way to get out of preaching today, Shelby, okay? You know who you are. Um, this is not my way of getting out of preaching. How many of you think that I do this to get out of preaching? Raise your hand. That's funny, Eddie. That's funny. <laughs> this is not, I, 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 don't, I don't hardly ever, ever do this for very good reason, okay? Because I am giving you control of the microphone in public assembly, right? And that's a risk. But I'm willing to take that risk because I love you. You see, all my family's in heaven except for my two siblings. So guess who my family is? You. You're my family. And I love you. And I trust you. And I want to hear what God is doing in your life. And don't feel compelled that you have to. But if you are so moved by God, I want you to testify to what the Lord has done for you this past year his goodness and how it has flowed into your life. And Colton, I'm going to start with you, just if you're wondering. Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23, because I know you've got something to talk about, right? Amen. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, 
and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms far above all rule and authority far above all power and dominion and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Wow. (laughs) That is a mouthful of a text. Can you amen that? A mouthful. You see, Paul had heard, heard. He had heard about the church at Ephesus and how this church had faith in Christ and how that faith had had formed, manifested itself in an agape love for all God's people. An agape love. And this provoked a deep longing in the heart of Paul for the church. Now, I always point this out because it is absolutely true. The love that Paul is talking about and the word that we throw around so flippantly are two different loves. The love that Paul speaks about is the sacrificial love that is displayed upon Calvary's cross. It is love that that sees the needs of others more important than their own. It is the love that will lay down one's life in sacrifice for someone else. The love that we so flippantly throw around today is more of an erotic love. I love this shirt. I love these pants. I love this car. I love this tree. That's not the love Jesus was talking about. And it's not the love Paul is talking about here. And it's not the love that is represented by the manger It is a sacrificial, a deeply sacrificial love that we've been talking about for weeks, right? Love your who? Your enemies and pray for those that persecute you. Not only love them, but do good to them and bless those who persecute you, abuse you, slander you. That's the love that Paul is talking about, that love. It goes beyond the love that we learn about in secular schools. It is the love that only the Bible teaches us. That love is what Paul is talking about. A sacrificial love that endures. This faith and love that Paul had heard about, remember, he had just heard about it. He had not seen it, nor had he experienced it. He had just heard about this love from the church of Ephesus. It provoked him to be be deeply thankful, and his thankfulness had resulted in including the Ephesian church in his daily prayers. We may think, well, big deal. He's praying for us. Let me tell you what, brothers and sisters, there is not, there is not a more important thing that you do in your life other than pray for others, amen? God has called us to pray and serve, to serve and pray. Never scoff at someone saying they are praying for you. There's deep sacrifice. There is deep meaning in prayer. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, hence the reason why we're using this text this morning for this time of thanksgiving and testimony. He says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you 
the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. It's very interesting. What does he pray for the Ephesian church? He prays that they would know God better through knowing who? It's that simple that you would know God more deeply through Christ. Paul gives us the content of his prayers in these verses. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you, that God may give you a spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That is why we read this book and that is why we study it and preach it so intimately and that is why we are adamant that we all learn this, this, this Bible as the people of God. Because we know that if we want to conform our lives to it and we want to, to, to sense and have the Lord's blessing in our lives, we must be obedient to it and submit our lives to it. That is the spirit of wisdom and revelation, the Holy Spirit. That your, the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Don't you love that? that the eye, have you ever heard that anywhere else other than Scripture? I have never heard that phrase anywhere else other than Scripture. That the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. Do you remember the time? Do you remember the day? Do you remember the week or the month that the eyes of your heart were enlightened by the gospel? When you went from darkness to light, when you were transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light, when you began to understand what the Lord's Supper meant, when you began to understand what obedience was, when you began to understand the importance of parents and why it's important to be obedient to them and love them and nurture them and care about them, to, 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 to love your grandparents, to, to pray for those that are sick and needy, when, when the gospel birthed into your light and the eyes of your heart were enlightened, do you remember that moment? I remember it like it was yesterday. I've told you this before. I went from thinking that children were a scourge and I remember thinking that old people were an inconvenience. I went from those two mentalities to loving and cherishing all people to seeing children as the key to our future and blessings from God and seeing old people as a vast wealth of wisdom and knowledge to be revered, loved, cherished, and protected. That's what the gospel does to us. The gospel gives us God's mind and heart. Op enlightens our minds, opens the eyes of our heart so that we may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, his incomparably great power for us who believe. I'm gonna tell you what, <laughs> that power is the only thing that's gotten me through a few Thanksgivings and Christmases, amen? It wasn't always happy. My home growing up wasn't always happy around Thanksgiving time and around Christmas time. And it was his, his power and his peace that got me through a lot of times. Some of you know what I'm talking about. 
That power, back to the scripture, is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. So Paul explains this power. This incomparably great power. He says it's the same power as the mighty strength that he exerted when he took a dead man and brought him where? Back to life. It's the same mighty strength when he took, and when he took that, that, that son of God, Jesus Christ, took him from life to death, then not only raised him from the dead, but took him up into the abode of God and set him at the right hand of his majesty on high, decided Hebrews. That power. He says, far above. You look up at the sky recently, we had some beautiful days here lately. Have you, did, you, did you go outside and enjoy some of this weather? And look up into that beautiful blue sky and just think about the wonders of God. Much like David when he was a shepherd looking at the stars in the sky, communing with his God. Far above, incomparably great power, far above, seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in this present age, but in the one to come. His name is far above all those. His name. Is far above all those. His name is above the greatest president that the United States has ever seen. Far above. Jesus' name is far above any Roman emperor that ruled the earth. Far above. His name is far above any king that has ever lived in the, in this, on this earth. His name is far above the Fuhrer, far above the President, far above everyone who has existed or will ever exist. Jesus is supreme in rule, authority, and power. And that's the power that we have in the Spirit. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So let's be sure we have the right perspective for today and, and all the tomorrows that come. We are God's people, and we are richly blessed. Amen? Richly blessed, no matter... This is the part we don't like. This is what Jesus spent a whole chapter trying to get through to his apostles in Luke chapter six. No matter what may be happening today to us on this earth, we are richly blessed because eternity belongs to us in Christ. Belongs to us. That's weird to think about, is it not? But it belongs to us through Christ and we will spend far more time, far more time in eternity with Jesus than we do here. The Bible, our time here is so short, what does the Bible describe it as? Mist, vapor, 
describes us as flowers that fade, but the word of God does what? Stands forever. So as we close this out and we go to microphone time, hallelujah, amen. What are you thankful for? When you hear what you have in Christ, and you have it, if you're a believer, you have it. What are you thankful for? Well, I can tell you first of all, first and foremost for me, I am thankful for God and Jesus for delivering me from the sins of my past, present, and future and for, and for calling me to serve him. Second, all the treasure I have on earth, in my opinion, and in the Bible's opinion, is sitting right down here on this front row, except for Chloe. She's in the nursery, amen? Angie, Micah, Mary, and Logan. Now, they're sitting there thinking, well, you don't treat us like treasure, Dad. Sometimes not. Sometimes the sledgehammer wants to be gotten out for the Xbox. But make no mistake, and I'm telling you in front of God and everybody this morning that I, I love my wife and these children. I never dreamed my life would ever turn out like this. And I'm going to tell you what, we have had some, when I say rocky roads, we have had some difficult, I'm talking difficult, rocky roads where we felt like Elijah being fed by the ravens in the morning and the evening. But God saw us through all that. And God will see us through to the end. And you know why I believe that? Because we have eternity with Jesus. It's bought and paid for by the blood of Christ. And I believe it with all my heart. And also, I am very, very thankful for you, Parkway Baptist. I don't have to say this, you know this, you have been through a lot. Would you amen that? Over the past five years, you've been through a lot. Thank God I'm only responsible for two years of it, amen? <laughs> Only two years of it, going on three. But we love you. We love you. And I mean that. Now I'm married and got four kids. I mean, I can't be at your house every other day. Hopefully you understand that. Your staff loves you as well. We all have families of our own. We can't be at your house every other day. But, but, but we love you and we pray for you. And we are laboring for you on behalf of God, on behalf of Christ every day that we serve. Do you believe that? We do. So, without anything further, Logan, Micah, y'all okay, sons? Okay. All right. Who would like to be, go over there and give Colton the mic first. I know he's got something he's thankful for. And the, please, keep your, keep your testimony brief so we can get as many people in as, as want to as wanna speak. And now's not the time to talk about how bad my preaching is. Amen? Yeah. Red, Jake, yeah. My wife is whispering brief to me as I stand up. Um, and I should say that uh, the thing, I'm so very thankful for the ways God sanctifies me personally uh, through my wife. I know I've told you guys this before, and I don't know if you believe me yet, but she is way smarter 
uh, way far more attractive. So there's that as well. But um, and Amen. just way more talented than I could ever be. And it's amazing how when we got married uh, in these seven years we've spent together so far, how she, how God has used her to strengthen and sanctify me. And um, as the man that you guys know now today, and so she has played a huge part in that. And um, the last thing I'll just say is I'm so very thankful for the the beautiful sanctification God's brought into my life, which sanctification, by the way, making me holy, uh, more holy, more like him through uh, Abby, uh, through Hannah and through Owen. Um, I just I love seeing the innocence in their faces. I love seeing just the joy that they have their approach to life. It reminds me that I need to continue to have the same approach to my heavenly father, to have my hands open like they have uh, for me and for Joanna. Uh, I absolutely just am so very indebted and thankful to the Lord uh, for my family. Amen. Over here. Micah. The Lord has blessed us this year. In May the 3rd, we had a huge tree to fall on our home and destroy part of our house. But the, the Lord, we were never without a place to lay our head at night. We never missed a meal. Everything was taken care of. Um, and today we have a table that sits in our <laughs> sunroom made by our very own Clayton. It's made out of one solid slab. It's eight feet long and seats 10 people. And it's just a reminder of where that tree was and where we are today. Our home was built back better than it was before. Yeah. And uh, just been a blessing. Amen. We always said that if that tree ever falls on this house, we won't be here to tell the story, but yet we are. <laughs> Amen. Thank you so much, Susie. Yeah, that's good. Thank you so much. Amen. This side. Uh-oh. Well, I'm just thankful for a godly marriage. Today is uh, 34 years with a smoking hot All woman right. that's up there in the booth, Miss <laughs> Deanna. Thank you so much for 34 years. And we expanded to grandchildren, which we're enjoying, and our daughter. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. All right. This side, we'll go back and forth. This side. Come on now. Y'all got to start talking. We're going to be in trouble. Or I got to start preaching again. So, you know, get these testimonies going. I'm just thankful. Uh, a lot of you know, my husband tours, um, does entertainment. So for a year and a half, he didn't work. And we went through a lot. But we are just thankful. God gave me a new job in April. He went back out on tour in July. And, but that entire time, through him, we, we were just provided for and everything. And now we are blessed enough to be able to uh, pass back, give back. And so we're just very thankful. Amen, Terry. Thank you. Praise God. Praise God. All right. There's another arm back there, son. Working you out today. He goes for a follow-up this week, right? Micah, he may be getting the pins out of his wrist and all that. So y'all be praying for him. When you mentioned the importance of praying for others... I thought I would share an experience that Tommy and I had a number of years ago. Uh, it was between the early service and the late service on a Sunday. And uh, we were planning on going home and letting our puppies have a potty break before the evening service when I started feeling a need 
to go to the church and pray with a group that prayed for missionaries an hour before the service started. I had never gone before and never went again. And so when I asked Tommy, would you please take me by the church to pray with this group, he said, why? And I said, I don't know why, but I just feel that I need to go pray with them. And so while I was with this group praying, Tommy went home and let the puppies out, and he checked the message on our home phone. And that was a, there was a message from a missionary uh, in the Middle East, and she was crying, and she said, my daughter, is in criti- she's critically ill. We need prayer. And this woman had not heard her mother's voice in 10 years because she couldn't call to the state. So I can't, that's just one indication of how rare it was for her to call for prayer. But it reminded me of a missionary to India. I believe her name was Amy Carmichael. But this was years and years ago, back in the 1800s, if my memory serves me correct. And she told her followers, she said, if you find the Lord bringing me to your mind often, that's an SOS for me. Pray for me. Because she couldn't pick up the phone and call. And she couldn't write and get a quick response. It took a long time. And so I just think that if we're sensitive to the Lord's calling us to prayer, we, sometimes we find out why he called us to prayer, and some, sometimes we don't. But it was always miraculous to me to discover the reason that he called us to prayer that quickly. Yeah. And when Tommy got back to church that evening, uh, the whole congregation prayed for this missionary's daughter. And I wrote Tommy a little note during church, and I said, uh, I'd like to offer to go be with her because my sister had lost a daughter, and if she was going to lose her daughter, uh, I didn't want her to be alone. And to my amazement, Tommy shook his head yes. And so the next morning I was on the plane to the Middle East and was with her through that, and we saw many miracles uh, during that trip. But the main thing is her daughter lived. God answered our prayers, and her daughter lived. Wow. Thanks, LaVarne. That was great. <laughs> great testimony. Thank you. Right. Who else? Spring. Spring has one. Logan Hazard is on the task. I'm very thankful for answered prayers. Um, God has led me to a wonderful church family, and my daughter as well. And also, he answered a prayer that led me to a job where I'm able to share the gospel with others, and I'm so grateful. Amen. Thanks, Spring. That's great. Go right ahead. Janet Dillon. Thank you. I am uh, thankful for this church and uh, the good friends and and the the people here and all the prayers that we get. And I love singing with you all. I also love and I'm thankful that we now have our home we were able to get it paid off and we're able to stay there for the rest of our lives. Amen. And we are truly blessed and I'm blessed and thankful for my family. Amen. We're glad y'all are here, Jane. 
Mike is closer. Ann Richards. So I came here in May. Uh, before I picked a church, I had made a list and said, I'm going to try this church, this church, this church, and see which one really calls me, which one I just love, and figure out where I belonged. Uh, before, I had not been to church in years, mainly because I was a nurse and worked all the time. So I planned out my route. Parkway was first. <laughs> and I came in that day. Um, I actually looked up your website and saw your pictures and said, oh, I love this group. It looks nice. So I'm going there first. Um, and sermon hit me immediately. I knew I was supposed to be here day one. I started Sunday school. I've come to Discovery. I've joined. Um, I can tell you before I started here, it was I was home. I'd work. I'd go home. It was you know, very blessed to have a family, but something was missing. Since I've joined here, it, it's like a light. Uh, you know, I've bought a home. I've moved my mother in to take care of her. It's My whole world has changed, and I feel God in my life every day because of this church and because of everyone here, the lenders who've invited me into their home. And it was a feat finding this house, and come to find out, most of you members live in my neighborhood. <laughs> so you <laughs> can't nice. tell me I'm not meant to be here and that God is meant to be in my life. So I'm very grateful for everyone that I've met here and so glad to be here. So thank you. Amen. Thank you, man, so much. And just so you know, uh, Anne is going to be baptized. We're just trying to figure out when to do it. So she will be, she will be in the water very soon. So <laughs> hallelujah. Anybody else? Come on. There we go, here we go. All right, now we got them. Now we got some hands going up. That is Sid Sammons, ladies and gentlemen. First of all, I just want to thank everybody that's here. And I, this is a, a church with unity. It's got good heart. We've been here since the beginning. And I know you've been here for several years. I've seen everything happen from the minute we met at the senior citizens until today. And all I know is more good has come than bad. Over and over, God's got us through stuff. And the first time we talked about this place being formed, I told her, I said, if God's not in this, this church will fail. How many years have we been here? He's been looking after us. And there's no telling what will happen with him in the future here. Amen. I just, this church is top-notch, and I love it. Thank you, Sid, so much. Thankful for many things from this year. Uh, the first is health. Uh, been a challenging three years, really, but this year was another curveball. Uh, with with a heart attack, Tony, you understand that. So uh, we, uh, God has brought us through that and continues to uh, to strengthen us. We're thankful for that. I'm thankful for people that are here that I've known shortly and I've known a long time. Raymond, we've been going at it since the fifth grade. <laughs> I'm thankful to see you here, brother. DJ, you're a man's man. I'm thankful that you're here. I'm thankful for my brother who sits back here and quietly be, is, is an example for the rest of our family. I'm also thankful 
with my wife, who's a whole lot better than I am, exhibits Christ a whole lot better than I do, and is uh, the kind of woman that her children rise up and call her blessed. Amen. Um, just right quick, uh, while Mark was standing up, I had a thought. Uh, I, I know that we are all very thankful uh, for, for Jeremy and Jennifer Miller and for Ryan and Kelsey Sims and for Mark because they have been leading our music ministry uh, since Steve transitioned out. So would y'all stand up and let us honor you for just a moment? And Laurie, 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 yes. And Laurie, of course. So, thank you so much for that. Because I tell you, it's, it's, if, if we did not have them, uh, it would have been a, we would have been, it would have been rough. So, uh, anybody else? We've got time. Who else? Howard, Logan. I'm thankful for the love and support from this congregation over the last couple of years. Secondly, I've appreciated this year, and actually it's been a little more than a year, hasn't it, that we've been going through the Bible Yes. in, in, in a year, quote, unquote. <laughs> but anyway, it's forced me to get a lot deeper into his word, and I really have appreciated that. Thank you, Howard, very much. Tony? that about three years ago, Jesus Christ came into my life. Hallelujah. And I accepted him as my Lord and Savior. This, this past year, I've seen him work in my life more than ever before. People don't think that he actually intervenes, that he knows you sometimes. September 28th, as, as, as Mark said, I had a massive heart attack. I actually died. My heart quit beating. The fact that God arranged it so that, you know, there would be authorities there to take care of me instantly. And I won't go into the whole story, but it, it everything had to happen in a particular order for them to be there, and it did. If I had had that heart attack anywhere but in front of four paramedics, I would be dead. Amen, brother. It's amazing. And, and he intervened in my life. God works miracles every day. If you don't believe it, I'm a walking testimony to it. Amen. Just if you, if you, if you don't know what happened, and I'm going to obliterate the story, so I'm just going to give you the, 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 just the main points. He tried to intervene in a dog fight. Uh, and, and got bit and some other things happened. I don't remember why the paramedics got called there. Well, the, the fire truck came, comes with the police. Okay, so they called 911. So the paramedics came with the police to the scene because it was very chaotic. And within a window of about five minutes, Lisa went inside. When she came back out, he was sprawled out in full cardiac arrest. And the paramedics just happened to be there on site because of the call and resuscitated him and saved his life. I would say God still has work for Tony. Would you amen that? Yeah. So, okay. Brother Carter. 
So I was going to try to kick Colton out of the way and be first. Okay. And then Brother Shelby said, be brief. And I was like, well, I ain't going. <laughs> so just to, I do a Bible study over, over the song Faces by Greater Vision. So if I don't make any sense, then listen to that song, Faces by Greater Vision. In that song, it talks about the people you affect in your life. And when I do that Bible study, I always talk about who are the people that we don't know that we affect. And the reason why I bring that up is my father started the Smyrna Youth Football Program back in 1968. He coached for 40 years, and everybody in Smyrna knows him to affect. My mother died last February. I did not know the amount of people that she affected that come up in the funeral line and told me stories about Smyrna High School and singing in the choir and all that stuff. So in being thankful, um, I guess, Miss Butt, you affected me this morning. And when we moved into this church, they brought an 18-wheeler right outside this door right here, and we unloaded these green chairs. And there was me. I don't know how old I was then. I was a lot younger. Uh, and Chris Beverly, which was 16, 17, 18 years old, we got up in the 100-degree truck, and there was 10 60- to 80-year-olds we were feeding the chairs down to. And on that day, I looked at Chris, and I said, hey, me and you are the youngest two here. It's 110, 120 degrees in this trailer. They ain't getting up here. And so when I seen you this morning, Miss Butt, I, I thought about I, I never went to your husband and thanked him for the effect that he had on me. And I think about the people, the, the, the song Faces, I think about Pa Sadler and A.C. Puckett and Henry Shad Owens at Miracle Baptist Church. They're gone. But I still got Larry Maxwell and Mark Cantrell and Kathy Clemmon and Lori Cantrell, people that, D-Dial, I just got through telling somebody about you two days ago. There's people that do stuff in the church that go unnoticed. And I'm glad, Mr. Salmons, that you spoke up a while ago. Um, because we don't always tell everybody how much we appreciate it. Because I had so many people tell me what my mom meant to them. I don't know that they ever told her. So when I see people in the church, and, and I know Lori Cantrell, I just come up to you within the last year and told you something that's been on my heart for a long time. Tell people what you think about them while they're still around. I think about the, the George Langs of the church that I've never told how much I appreciate it. The Joel Hill, I've never told how much I appreciate it. You know, there's so many people that you notice in the church back when we were having the skits and the dramas and everything that there's a lot of ladies that sew and do all kind of neat stuff. You know, tell people you appreciate them while you can. Because I, I think about all the people when I had the COVID and everything, there was two or three people that checked on me every single day. And I, the story was the same. I still feel like crap. But, but they kept religiously checking on me. So look that song up and read the lyrics. It's Faces by Greater Vision. And, and just, that's all I got to say. Thank you. Thank you, DJ. All right. There's one back here. Micah, whoever's closest. Or Mike, were you, were you going to say something? Uh, okay. All right, it is 11.28. We got time for about three more, so. I'm doing this. Is it on? Uh, it makes me a nervous wreck to stand up in my own Sunday school class. Me too. Uh, but. Um, I'm serious. 
we, when we started this church 14 years ago when we were still in the school, and then we left, and I'm not sure how long we were gone, but um, it was Wednesday night back, and every time we'd go by this church, I'd think, man, I wish I was back there so bad. But I, I make the decisions. I just let him think he does. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it was a Wednesday evening. I'm shaking like leaf. It was a Wednesday evening sometime back in the summer, this last summer. And we decided to come on a Wednesday night. And um, Mike, when we walked out, Mike said, I really enjoy that. I would like to come back. I was never so thankful to hear those words. I am so thankful to be back at Parkway. That's We're glad you're back, Tim. Uh, real quick, I um, appreciate all these testimonies. And Sid, Sid's been a dear friend. Um, sold his business years ago and treated me really good. I always remember that, Sid. It's been 20 years ago. But, um, you know, I'm in politics, and sometimes I'm reluctant to talk about it. Because when you're in politics, if you talk about politics, people think you're being political. But you're in politics, so it's political. You know, uh, it's difficult. <laughs> But, you know, I get really upset where, the, where this nation's going. Uh, I think every one of y'all should be upset. I'm sure you are. Worry about the next generation. It's been a tough Thanksgiving for, for us. It really has. Uh, I had a few members not there, you know, to my mom's nurse home, sister nurse home. But I want to share two miracles real fast. Um, I had a sister, Vicki. She's in a nursing home, and um, she was on life support three years ago. Hooked up. I don't know if y'all ever seen a family member hooked up like that. It was pretty rough. And I, if I do one thing right, it's pray with my wife. Thank God, of thirty-two years, and um, and I made prayed. I said, Lord, if you're not going to heal my sister, then you need to take my sister. And I hated to say something like that to utter those words. So I left, went to the truck, and um, my wife she come running out with the phone. She said, Hey, hospital just called. Vicky just opened her eyes, start talking. Okay. Life support three years, I mean three months, so give God the glory that she's alive today. Uh, another miracle I want to share with you, um, you know, being in politics, you see things that other people don't see sometimes. You see some, the good, the bad, the ugly, and um, there's a black lawmaker that I'm pretty close with called John DeBerry. Very few of you probably know this story. You know the story, because you got the inside, you inside baseball. Um, the media doesn't tell you these things. This is a black Democrat. He marched with Dr. King. He heard the Dr. King's speech, uh, mountaintop speech. When I first got elected, I went and met with him because he's a man of wisdom and um, sat down with him. He told me that story. Well, another party, I won't say their name, they took him off the ballot or he couldn't run again. Remember, we got a constitution, folks, constitution. Free elections, fair elections. They should be fair and free. They took him off the ballot. Guy marched with Dr. King, 26-year lawmaker, Christian lawmaker, Baptist pastor, Baptist pastor. Been down to this church, listened to him, took him off the ballot. We do a little prayer caucus call, a few of us, Mark Pody and, and um, a few, about eight lawmakers. Well, after they'd done that, I heard um, Senator Janice Bowling out of Winchester say, John, how you holding up? Well, his voice started to crackle. And it bothered me to hear a godly man cry. He started to cry, Pastor. Well, I won't use the word I want to use. Um, starts with a P, ends with an O. Um, don't kick me, baby. But, um, but anyways, it really gets you angry. So I felt like I called him and I said, you remember that speech that Dr. King gave from a jail 
where he said, it's not the words of your enemies, but the silence of your friends. That's what hurt him the most. And I said, brother, you got some friends up in here. I felt like the Lord said, Mike, hire filmmakers and go to Memphis. Tell his story. Sounds pretty crazy. God will use crazy. Went down there, videoed him. Just go to YouTube, type in John DeBerry, Mike Sparks. People thought I was nuts because he's a Democrat and I'm a Republican. Did that story, got back up, read an article. And I've never shared this publicly. I've never shared this, this element of this publicly. I know it sounds crazy when you feel led, you feel called to go do something like that, raise a few thousand dollars, pay these filmmakers. Michael Carnes, good Christian guy. Jeff Green, Jeff Green Films. Get back, and here's the confirmation, Pastor. Come to find out the only, only African-American that voted to take him off the ballot was my opponent. I had no clue. The governor was in with us back in, back in October. I brought up what happened to John DeBerry because we need to care about the Constitution. We need to care about free election. Don't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, black or white, rich or poor. And um, give God the glory. You know what happened to John DeBerry? You know, he lost lost election, runs it independent. Democrats, what they meant for evil. You know what? God meant it for good. You know what happened to John? The governor hired him. He's senior advisor to the governor. He's the only African-American that's been on the, on the first floor of the state capitol. You're not going to read it on CNN. You're not going to see it on Fox News. MSNBC, they're not going to talk about it. NPR is not going to talk about it. But the reason I want to share this is just to give you hope, even though it's been a tough Thanksgiving for me. But when you see the manifestation of miracles play out in your life and others' life and what they meant for evil, God had a bigger plan for John DeBerry. He went from making 40000 to $165,000. And not only what they meant for evil was to discredit, to stop, censor, and to stipend. This guy's now elevated. His voice is larger and in charge now. So give God the glory for it. And y'all just hold fast because God's got bigger things for us. And uh, even though this has been a rough year, thank y'all. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for that. I think we had one more, and then we'll have to stop. Well, the Lord's leading me to testify, and I just kept sitting there. But I don't want to grieve the Spirit, and... Uh, We've been coming to church here for several Sundays, and we really appreciate the love that we've seen here and the care that everyone has to see that my husband gets in the wheelchair and gets in here safely. And I just want everyone to know that how thankful we are for you and what you mean to us. And I'm thankful for my family and that we got to spend Thanksgiving Day with uh, our two sons and their families. And I'm thankful that I had a praying mother and I was saved when I was 15 years old. And I've, the Lord has been good to me all through my life. Of course, we all have things that come that we battle against from time to time, but the Lord has always seen us through it. I'm thankful for my husband of almost 59 years now. And just thankful for all of my family. I'm thankful for the Lord's saving power, his keeping power, 
and his healing power. Amen. All right. Well, thank you so much for all of you that shared. I really, really appreciate that. I, I just love hearing your, uh, hearing your heart. And um, I, I just do. I, I just, because sometimes we, 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 don't, we, we don't know the things that you go through in the way that God sees you through them. So thank you so much for that. Uh, we're not going to have an invitation. We're out of time. Uh, so we're just going to close out, give you about uh, just a couple of minutes, and then we'll go into business meeting. So if you'd all please stand, and I'll, I'll pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the thousands and thousands of ways that you bless our lives, your presence with us, every breath we take, every, every step we make, Father, we know that you're there in your spirit, Lord, in our spirit. Lord, I thank you so much for the testimonies we've heard today. and It's just a continuous reminder that you are active in the hearts and lives of your people. Even though we might not see it, may not realize it, we know that you're active and you're working even when we don't see it. So Father, I thank you so much for a great week this past week of Thanksgiving. Thank you for Parkway Baptist Church and may you go with us now into this time where we try to glorify you and the decisions we make for the church and we ask this in Jesus' name, amen.